from his Johnny Cash. This old house wants you, my children. This old house wants you, my wife. This old house was home and comfort as we fought the storms of life. This old house once rang with laughter. This old house heard many shouts. Now she trembles in the darkness when the lightning walks about. But ain't gonna need this house alone. There ain't gonna need this house alone. Ain't got time to fix the shingles. Ain't got time to fix the floor. Ain't got time to oil the hinges, lard in the window pane. Ain't gonna need this house no longer. I'm getting ready to meet the same. This old house is getting shaky. This old house is getting old. This old house lets in the rain. This old house lets in the cold. Oh my, I'm getting a little chilly, but I feel no fear of pain. Cause I see an angel peeking through a crook in the window pane. Now my old hound dog lies asleep and he don't know I'm gonna leave. Else he'd wake up by the fireplace and he'd sit there and howl and breathe. But my hunting days are over, ain't gonna hunt the coon no more. Gabriel just brought in my chariot when the wind blew down the door. But I ain't gonna need this house no longer, ain't gonna need this house no Ain't got time to fix the shingle, ain't got time to fix the floor, ain't got time to oil the hinges, lard in the window pane. Ain't gonna need this house no longer, I'm getting ready to meet the same. Ain't gonna need this house no longer, ain't gonna need this house no more. Ain't got time, ain't got time, ain't got time to oil the hinges, lard in the window pane. Yo, what's happening? It's the MMD, downtown Brampton. Uh, we're trying to record Garbage Cast Conversations. I had 38 minutes of pure drivel and rambling, and it crashed. You live by the Bluetooth prototype headphones. You die by the Bluetooth prototype headphones. Version 1. Um, they've already moved on to version 2. Version 2 probably is more stable than mine. So, 38 minutes gone. That being said, we have the photos. We have all of the location scouting done. Um, Tilly has some water. We're right by the car. So, I ain't letting this be over and done with without recording something and having something I can send back. So, Alt Milan. Up in this brain, welcome to Old Houses and another Garbage Cast Conversations. I want to thank Alt Milan for his submission on Twitter for a Garbage Cast Conversations subject. I know he's a longtime fan. Uh, this one's for you. So we've covered the Alderley Italian Villa that's bordering Cage Park. We walked over there. Uh, we got all this cool sound of Doppler effects, police sirens, car traffic. Etc. Etc. Gone. We covered across the street from Gage Park uh, another 1880 house, uh, Italian style. Also gone from the original file. 
and then there was a deco art deco house out of their side adjacent I would say diagonally across kitty corner to Gage Park 1940 also gone uh, a little bit more uh, industrial in terms of styling but this is what you get for old houses and we covered the delay uh, which was mostly due to weather and me sitting on my ass and then the fact of getting paid to podcast which takes precedent over non-paid work uh, and that live sound gig that I had last week so before my dog melts into a puddle she refuses to drink the water that I had brought for her for this occasion and for this heat as I said part of the weather in terms of the delay uh, I'm sorry that it's taken upwards of a month and a half to two months to get back to this garbage cats conversations topic and file just the way it boils down. I know up in this brain doesn't have that much time anyways. So I kind of approached it from that mindset in terms of the delay. For that, again, I apologize. I shouldn't uh, let it get so long in the tooth. Hopefully it's still on the drop box by the time I get to this. So I'm afraid that it's gonna crash again and it's too hot and I'm running out of time to redo this. So I'm not gonna uh, ramble on for much longer. This is gonna be both the longest in delay and the shortest time that it is. Hey yo, what's happening? It's the MD here in the studio. Just enjoying a bit of fourth meal. Some cinnamon twist. Just um, going over. The following recording downtown Brampton of old houses, making sure I covered the fact that I went to the Octagon House, which is on the corner of Heritage and I think Edgeware Road. It be, no, Steeles and Heritage. Steeles goes all the way up Brampton and intersects at Steel Steeles and Heritage. Um, it's right beside the Amazon Fulfillment Center, one of two. There's another one just up the street. So because of that, it's a massive building and there are future um, subdivisions going in. It's been boarded up. You can't get access to it. Uh, it has a fence, camera, and it's all like boarded up with the windows. So you can't really get the, the octagonal nature of this house. It's a something they built either right after the war or right before the war um, because of how un unusual shaped it is um, obviously didn't catch on so I wanted to get that uh, and I've already taken photos of it on two separate occasions one trespassing on the Amazon uh, warehouse parking lot uh, with the the 200 zoom so the 210 which acts like a 300 on my camera um, it wasn't really uh, a good day or l enough focus to catch how long the house is as well and then I went right up to it last week so I wanted to make sure that I got that I sorry I'm not talking into the mic 
that I got this episode out because of the amount of um, effort I put into recording this. I thought I heard somebody. Uh, oh, it's coming from outside. I have the windows and the doors open, so I wasn't sure where that was coming from. So we covered that. We called it. We covered the Alderley uh, Villa down in Gage Park, Brampton, um, which is now a event space, but it's an 1800s-ish uh, example of Italian Italian design. Italian design, but it's like A-N-E. Um, and that villa architecture, as well as uh, the house across the street from Gage Park, uh, which is definitely from 1880. And then we covered a Art Deco example from 1940, which is a bit more run down. So between the unusualness of the Octagon House, the 1940 Art Deco, and the two 1880 examples, I just wanted you to get a breath of the kind of styling that you can see when you talk about old houses. So, now that I'm for sure that we covered um, everything, I'm going to actually gather up the pieces for old houses and uh, find some old houses music so that I can uh, put this together. Gmail. Because I want this to be done and over with. I can't believe I waited so long to put this together. That's when it's so easy. So, just a quick addendum to make sure that I got everything I needed to say said. This has been the MMD uh, with another Garbage Cast Conversations wrap-up. Another one is wrapped up into a neat folded ball of paper and tossed into the trash. Dump it. Saying in her sleep, oh, brothers got the date to keep it 
Jason here with a garbage cast conversation topic uh, that I believe was suggested, and we are going for it. It's been a while since I've recorded anything. It's been a while since I have turned on the recorder, so if I am uh, out of practice, uh, I blame I blame global warming because I'm perfect. <laughs> okay, so maybe that's not exactly true. Uh, the topic is old houses. And uh, oddly enough, I have a couple of old house tales to tell. Uh, the first being about what is known here in the South, here in Armpit, here in this area, as the old home place. That's what that's what we call uh, the the houses generations back, where the family, um, you know, if you, if your family history goes back far enough to where these buildings are still standing, you would call it the old home place. At least that's what we do. And my uh, great-grandmother uh, and her mother, they had a, a place not far from here, probably 30 minutes from here out in the country, in an unincorporated area. And this, uh, this house goes back to the early 1800s. And part of the house is still standing, and it's still owned by the family, by a family member of mine, by uh, a, uh, 
a cousin, I guess, um, that is um, our first cousin or second, uh, who knows. It is my, my great-grandmother's sister's son owns this land that my great-grandmother had until she passed away in 1993. And it ended up my mother inherited the, the property and then sold it to uh, my great-grandmother's sister's son because she didn't want to do anything with it and didn't want to pass it down to me for some reason. I don't know why. Another thing we never figured, I never, you know. She didn't think I would want the headache, I guess, of this, what this land entailed. And uh, I'll get into that here in a second. And I, and I guess maybe in hindsight, maybe she was right. I don't know. I, 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 always, I was not pleased with the turn of events and how it happened. That I assumed that she would inherit this land and eventually I would at least be able to have a part of it, build something out on it, maybe. But I didn't get that option. My uh, mother just decided she didn't want to fool with it and sold it off really at for a very paltry amount of money, but kept it in the family. And uh, many, uh, many acres of land, and of course the old house uh, right right there, sort of on the... If you were looking at the front of the property, the old house is standing up by the road to the right-hand side, but far enough away from the main road that you could not see it from the main road. But there is a side road that goes really right past the house. It's very close to the road. And what is special about this old house... Well, there's some things not so special about it. We had the old smokehouse up there where, you know, they would hang, they would, uh, you know, kill their own animals, they would hang meat over the winter, etc., etc., if you know how all that works. The old uh, gardens they, where they would plant things, they had tobacco planted there many years ago, and huge areas of uh, land it was used for uh, farming. And then other little buildings, farmhouses and stuff, all these buildings, and then the big main house which never got indoor plumbing. This house never got indoor plumbing. The, the, the shell of the house, the more modern-looking part of the house, was probably built in the early 1900s. They never put in indoor plumbing, oddly enough. They had an outhouse. They had uh, um, these other things they could use to uh, <laughs> distribute waste. But they never did, and it was very odd to me that this is how people chose to live, but this is how they chose to live. And at the end, it was just my great-grandmother and my grandfather, my mother's brother, who lived on this huge amount of property. And my great-grandmother kept a garden up until she was 91 years old when she had her stroke and went into the nursing home. Uh, my grandfather remained on this property in a small trailer. He, of course, he had access to the main house and whatever. But um, And then he died in 1997. And that is when the property changed hands and my mother sold it off very quickly. Didn't want to fool with the house. The house is just full of stuff. My great-grandmother, everybody, they were all pack rats. There were rooms where there were magazines and newspapers stacked to the ceiling. And we're talking magazines from the 20s, the 30s, and 40s. And, and they were just stacked to the ceiling. It's amazing the house never burned down. It's just amazing. Their first television set was still in the living room. Their old radios from the 19... 20s and 30s were in different parts and different hallways and stuff. A lot of old heirloom furniture. Um, they built on a kitchen at some point with more modern appliances, I guess in the 19, early 1930s, maybe late 1920s. 
and the stove and everything, everything in that kitchen was no newer than the 1950s. Everything was still the old stuff. And most of the furniture dated a lot further back. And the odd part about this house, and I've never told this story, I mean, there's some family members that know it, but in the center of the house is the old log cabin. So the outside of the house looks like a house from the 19, I would say 1910s, 1920s, I'm not sure, when they did the siding and did, and they expanded the house outside of the log cabin. And then they put that kitchen on the back. So from all appearances, as you drive by, it looks like a house that's probably 100 years old, but it's got modern siding and stuff, and things were done to it until my great-grandfather died in 1958, 1959, 1960, somewhere in there. And that's really when progress on modernizing the house stopped. And the reason my, uh, my relative who has it has never sold the land, it's still used, there's still like a workshop out there, is because of that log cabin that's inside the modern structure. And the belief that if the state ever got wind that that was there, they would try to take that property. And they would preserve that property, of course, because it probably dates into the early 1800s, I, I would guess. That's the assumption. This, this land goes way back. It may be the mid-1800s. It was definitely standing during the Civil War, so... Yeah, that's the history of that land, and so they, they, you know, if the shell of the house was taken away and that mo that old log cabin was still visible, and inside of the house, there was an exposed wall in the house that was a log cabin. Now, I never thought of this when I was a kid. You know, I haven't been in the house since I was, since my great-grandmother went in the nursing home, which was in 1989. That's the last time I'd been in, I think I went in the house one time after that to get some of her things and take them up to the nursing home. And after that, the house was sealed, the house had been robbed. It sat out there empty, you know, abandoned for a long time, and it finally got robbed, and stuff was stolen out of it. Not a lot of stuff, but someone busted a window and got in. And then it got hit by the tornado, uh, probably. And that's a very southern story to tell. Oh, it got hit by the tornado. Uh, but it did eventually get hit by a tornado that killed a lot of people. That was in the early 2000s, the tornado that came through that town. And uh, the tornado sort of lifted as it went over the property, but it took off part of the roof and caved in a tree that went through the roof and it caused a lot of water damage. So everything else that was left in the house was severely damaged at that time. So since then, the house has been just sealed up. And when my relative goes out there to use the uh, workshop and stuff, there's electricity coming to this workshop area. The main house has no power. No one's been in it in many years, and um, but I'm you know the log cabin structure, everything is still there. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of rot, there's a lot of water damage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, that's the story of the home place. Uh, but the history in that house, uh, and it's a shame that a lot of the stuff in there had historical value. There was a lot of newspapers from World War II. Uh, you know, magazines, some of the things that I did get out at some point before my great-grandmother uh, got ill and, and left, some things she gave me that I had, and I gave some old newspapers and stuff to the middle school. I donated them for their history classes. And we still have some of the documents and stuff. I have a document from when they bought a truck in, like, 1929. I have the receipt and, and you know, just little odds and ends like that. And some of the furniture is actually at my parents' house. One of the old radios is there. Some of the old desks and stuff are there. I think my great-grandfather's desk 
or one of his desks is up in the storage area of the storage building that we have. But um, so we went out there uh, before my mother passed away. Uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, and I we were driving out, and she wanted to see the place. I don't know, I can't remember why the conversation came up. And uh, oddly enough, my relative was there working at the workshop, so we were able to park and talk to him and, and walk around the property. Uh, of course, you couldn't go in the house anymore because the house is sealed up. And we were able to talk about the old home place and, um, you know, just the time that's passed. And some of my great-grandmother's buttercups were in bloom. We were able to get handfuls of those and bring them back to the house. And, you know, oddly enough, when you have heirloom flowers and stuff like that, they, 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 they continue to bud out year after year unless you do something to them. And all the... She was really particular about her flowers, and a lot of those were her mother's flowers, and they have regrown and, and re, you know, come back up year after year. And it was interesting to see how they were all still there, a, a lot like how my great-grandmother had left them, even though she'd been, she's been gone for so long, that these, these plants and stuff still you know, came up year after year after year, sort of a testament, I guess, to her. She was 96 when she passed away in 1993. She lived with us every winter up until 1988 when she had a falling out with my mother and then didn't come back and then had the stroke and ended up in the nurse home. And it, just, it was just more family drama. You know, you could have written a whole, you could write a Netflix show <laughs> about the family drama. It's a shame how it all turned out. It's a shame how much time has passed. Um, it's it's funny, we were talking to somebody this weekend about how you can you can say stuff in a matter of years. You know, my great-grandmother's been gone since 1993, and there's parts of you where it, it, that feels ancient. That feels like ancient times. I mean, you can just sit here and you concentrate and you go, wow, you know, that's a different life. It's a lifetime ago. It's a world ago, you know. Things are so different now than they were back then. And yet, you can also sit here and it seems like it was yesterday that uh, my great-grandmother and I were sitting you know, at my house, my parents' house, having conversations about stuff, or that we were in the, uh, you know, in the facility up there in the hospital in, in her last weeks talking, and, and knowing that what was happening was happening. You know, we were very close. We, we had very similar odd sense of humor. She was very funny, and it is a shame that, uh, you know, that that you know that's the the good thing is she lived a nice long life then we were able to have that relationship and I got to know her as well as I did the odd part is how time flies and yet it seems like it was just yesterday at the same time that's the uh the interesting thing about time <laughs> is that it's just uh it's tricky it's tricky uh it has no boundary it seems yet it seems like it's forever ago, yet it seems like it was yesterday. It's very odd. But speaking of time, my other house story is my parents' house. It is still standing. It was built in 1967, I believe. And it's like the movie The Money Pit with uh, Tom Hanks and uh, Shelley Long. You just keep throwing money into it, and uh, it eats that money. And when, as soon as you fix one thing, you have to fix something else. A couple of weeks ago, we had to have the water line from the street to the house rebuilt because it was so old that it started caving in, and the water pressure just started dropping, and we were getting a trickle through the shower, a trickle through to the toilets. It's just, you know, the house is over 50 years old now. So you're going to just pay, pay, pay. My father will be 85 in June. He doesn't want to leave it, doesn't want to sell it. Still in good enough shape to where I can do the most of the stuff that he can't do. 
and the list is not that large. We pay somebody to do the yard, you know, to mow and everything now, so we don't have to afford that anymore. Uh, but the house is just sitting there. I don't want to put a ton of money into it. I don't want to repaint. I don't want to redo blinds. I don't want to redo carpets. I don't, you know, we're eventually it's going to be gone. And, you know, you have that knowledge. You have that understanding that this is where we're going. And we're just biding our time which is a sad, terrible thing to say, but, you know, I don't want to put thousands of dollars into a house that is going to turn around and be sold. I have no use for that house. I'm not going to move back there. Um, but this is the house I grew up in. And, and you know, you, you, you're kind of like you're frozen, like you're walking in, in sap. You're walking in some sort of syrup. You know, time is slowly progressing, and yet that house is sort of frozen in time from when my mother left with her her chair still sitting in the living room and all her stuff on her side table is still sitting there and the house is slowly you know it slowly disintegrates and it, you fix it the, the money we've put into the house even just since she passed away three years ago has just been phenomenal the floor started sinking we had to build up the foundation now we had to fix the water line had to do roof damage we got damaged in a storm we had to fix the all the roof damage and the water that leaked inside and houses are just well they'll each alive i look around at my house which is not super old you know it's early 2000s we moved into it when it was brand new i guess in 2003 and the money we've had to put into it and we just had to have the deck redone and we still have to uh you know uh, re finish surfacing it uh, put you know repaint it whatever we're going to do with it and we uh you know, like I look at these floors, like the linoleum in the kitchen and the bathrooms already need to be replaced. We've already done the rest of the house. And you look at the appliances and you think, you know, they're getting on up there. Eventually, you know, I've already had to replace the washer, the dryer, the dishwasher. Eventually the stove, the microwave, the refrigerator, that's going to go. You know, 15 years is a long time. And, and things will start just going out on you. I've, I've had roof leaks. I've had storm damage. I've had all kinds of stuff. And uh, So 15-year-old house, 50-year-old house, who knows how many-year-old house. They all have their own sets of stories. They all have their own sets of needs. And you just sit back and you... There's just days I just hope nothing will break today. <laughs> nothing. And don't even get me going on cars, which are a constant... A source of worry and what's going to happen next oh and you know i had to do the whole central heat and air unit here a couple of years ago water heater went while we were on vacation that was fun flooded the garage of course so you know homes are just uh they're overrated <laughs> they're just overrated i mean it's great to have privacy but it's so much work and as you get in an older home you really are going to, you know, you just, it never stops. You know, there's no time to kind of sit that back and relax because it's either something's broke or you're worrying about something breaking or you're paying off what broke last month, you know. You're, <laughs> you're, uh, it's really something. I don't know if this was the uplift. Maybe y'all wanted an uplifted, uplifting old house story. Like, what's his name? This old house. Uh, I don't know. I As I get older, I, I tend to not want to have to do as much work because I know that the time, I, I just waste that time and it's it's time that I'm not going to get back. 
And instead of putting my time and money into this house or into a house, I would rather be experiencing things and doing things. And, and, this, and I see why people are moving away from owning homes and moving towards renting and moving towards, you know, even though it's a financial... But really, you know, the financial savings, you get they get eaten up in repairs. They get eaten up in maintenance. So are you saving? And then you've got that to, stuff to deal with. Now, of course, I have dogs. I also have to have this yard fenced in because of these dogs. <sighs> but, um, you know, the structures are temporary. We are temporary. <laughs> what an uplifting thing to say. <laughs> But uh, that's what I'm thinking about when I think about old homes. That's this is where I go, and uh, whew, you know, a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of effort. So uh, I hope all is well with you. I know it's been a long time since we've uh, we've had a conversation, a garbage cast conversation. So I hope this finds you well. Uh, I hope that um, whoever hears this is you know interested in this topic, and. Uh, I guess we'll uh, talk to you next time from here in this slowly disintegrating home that I own.